this episode goes out to Kimmy. Kimmy, good luck on your surgery, girl. We love you and heal fast. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness. On this week, coaches Anne, April, and myself, Charlie, sit down and talk about probably what is one of our most interesting and important episodes ever. We talk about body image. It's incredibly important to all of us. We've all had to deal with some kind of version of it whether it be out in the media or dealing with ourselves and what we'd look like in the mirror. Just kind of a heads up at about the 34 to 35 minute mark. This does cut out. Our recording, for some reason, did not pick up everything. So I'm going to have to kind of dictate to you what happened afterwards. But I think it is uh, still as important as it can be. So please do enjoy our episode on body image. Good evening, ladies. Again, welcome back to another episode. Ape and Anne, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Great. <laughs> Hanging in there? Yep. Yeah. People are going to think that we recorded these episodes days apart, but it's okay. They don't have to know. We did. Time. Yeah. Listen to them days apart. Might as well have been like recorded days. days apart. Minutes feel like days. Yeah. Weeks feel like, um, what is that, years at that point? Years. Anyway, before we jump into today's topic, I want to talk about what we kind of ended a couple episodes ago with and how our current nutrition is going. So it's been about a week now, and we have made some declarations based off of how we all, in our own certain way, kind of admitted certain wrongdoings. We all kind of put out a plan for the next week, knowing that we were going to talk about it on the podcast. So I want to check in with everybody and see how they've been doing. I like Anne's face the best, so I'm going to start with hers. Not good. I've not been doing good at all. Um, what did you say you were going to do? Uh, I don't even remember, to be honest. Oh, that might be part of the problem. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I said I was going to meal prep, maybe. That sounds familiar. Eat better. I've done nothing. I got okay. some food dropped off at the home that was not uh, good for you, and I can't. Like I have a problem of just walking past it and eating it. So that, and then I also have a problem of staying up too late and then <laughs> breaking out some food, which I did last night. And I remember Lee fell, this is a good story because Lee, Lee fell asleep on the couch at like 10.30 or 11, right? And I'm sitting there uh, watching it. Because at like 10.30, I'm hungry. So I grabbed a bag of Doritos and all of a sudden he wakes and it was loud and it's crunching and he wakes up and he's like, it's so loud. And I was like, listen, you're passed out. You can go up to bed right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mama's hungry. Shut up. (laughs) So that's about my week. (laughs) That's my week right now. I saw a a Costco sized bag of Doritos at, at Costco and I thought of you. I thought you probably <laughs> Thank you, April. That's probably what I ate last night. That was... That's, feel, so you that's feel April even better shade. for the listeners. That's, that's how <laughs> ape disses. I was, I was legit going to buy them for you. I thought about you, Charlie. No, I was going to buy them for you because I thought you'd like them. I was in the liquor store and I saw a keg. No, I would have hated you if you bought them for me. 
I loved you. I would have loved you, but I would have secretly yeah. hated you. Should have loved you and hated herself. I would hate uh, myself. Yeah. So, any plans to rectify? Or are we on this uh, same? Spot? Okay. So it's it's yeah. Um, you know, let's let's get past the weekend, and then I'll let you know on Monday. Good goal. Well, Monday's yeah. Memorial Day. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. I'll let you know Tuesday. Okay. So we'll. Tuesday. All right, so we'll check in next week to see how the let we'll check you in know. Next week. I'll do better. Early. I'll okay. do better. Right. I'm good. I'm good till one p.m. Okay. So maybe three p.m. and then it's all downhill. A lot of time. Okay. Babe. I would go, but I just know how much you want to go, so I'm gonna let you share. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I don't need to. I I'm not bringing this up for my benefit. Oh no. Yeah. This you is, just this is called accountability. Always. Yeah. No, no, no. This is this is something all three of us entered into, knowing what the outcome was going to be on the other side. Nobody else took care of their bag. First of all, I didn't I think know, that the I didn't think that the goal was like immediate. I thought we're still in quarantine, so we're like still surviving. But it's a competition. Okay, I have tried this week to eat less pies because I think when we talked last, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was eating like. I didn't realize we were in multiples of pies. <laughs> well, it was like Mother's Day. When and, we're it, and I was eating all that I didn't that realize pie. we lived in the 1950s and we're baking yeah. pies, pies every night. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't had any pies. Oh, honey, I got another pie for you. <laughs> She's swatting that guy who's floating over the, the white picket fence whose nose is leading her oh to the pie God, that's sitting right? in the window cooling. <laughs> April's a little apron on. April's house is a Popeye cartoon. <laughs> April's olive yeah. oil. I figured it out. Mm -hmm. April's olive oil. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've been better with desserts and <laughs> we've been planning our meals better so we don't just resort to pasta every night. So it's been a better week. We're making moves. Good. 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 Improvement. That's all we're looking for. Well, nice job, okay, ladies. All right, I want to get food. into oh, oh, you know food. you need to share. You guys want to, you guys don't want to hear about mine. Yeah, we want you to have your Florida brag. Oh, well, it's not bragging if you called your shot. And that's what you did. <laughs> now, is it? So I said I was going to meal prep. And I definitely did a much better job of that. Not, not what my, I think my original plan was, which was to have a meal prep uh, for lunch every day. But I did at least have leftovers from the night before. And they were almost, almost always, today was pizza for lunch. But then I supplemented with, healthy tacos at night. So I could say every day this week was breakfast every day was way better. No pancakes or French toast or anything like that. It was always veggies and eggs and then either carbs of some kind, either oatmeal or potatoes. Anne's just burying her head in her hands. She can't, I know, she, I know. she can't take it anymore. I'm done with this conversation already. <laughs> and Charlie's success tears apart and they cannot <laughs> coexist. Yep. And then uh, the way I you're saying it, I think I'll let the people judge. It's I think face. it's your face; they can't see it. Okay, yeah, nobody can say that, and I we can all see it. That's definitely true. This is this is what pride looks like. Just let me be proud, and please, is that okay? Is that too much? Yeah. Hey, you, it's all you. Yeah, you can just take your headphones out. <laughs> just wait for me to wave right? back to you. Um, but then drinking was actually really good. Didn't do any. And actually, didn't have any like cravings for it. Didn't didn't have to. So that was a. Like I'm not having to worry about <laughs> not having to like fight myself on should you shouldn't you? But I think I, I think the 
the uh, key to it was, A, letting you guys know, knowing that I was going to have this uh, check-in, but I also let my wife know what my plan was. So I said, hey, here's the deal. I told the girls my plan was that I'm not drinking Monday through Thursday this week, so we're not doing it. And I even tried to like kind of trick her, even though I didn't plan on drinking, but trick her and she's like, I had a hard day. Can I have a drink? And she was, she was very steadfast about saying that. So she did awesome. But I didn't tell her about the meals until later in the week. And then once she knew about that, she was on board with it. And it was good. So yeah. yeah really, I'm proud I'm of you. Great. That's really great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Abe. I appreciate it. Okay. Speaking of how our bodies are changing, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the topic of today is... Speaking of how our bodies... This is Charlie's intro to it. Speaking of how our bodies are changing, mine is great. It's never been better. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What about you, ladies? Yeah. Speaking of being at our peak physical condition, I want to talk about body image mm-hmm. today. So talk about body image because a lot of us have, whether we want to or not, been influenced by outside sources media, social media, our weird cousin twice removed posting stuff on social media, and also just in the functional fitness CrossFit landscape, seeing ours and other people's bodies changing and how, what our experiences are with that and how we might be able to kind of help people through podcast for uh, now. So the part I want to kind of talk about is, this is kind of we're going to go back and forth, I think is probably the best way to do it because I think you guys are going to have different experiences than me, being female to male experience, but what is the female experience from a societal standpoint on body image been for you guys over, not just currently, but over the years? And how has that changed, if at all? I'm gonna start with, oh, I forgot, I get to that. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done this. Uh, any, any, money, and. Has it, <clears throat> society's changed Bodies much keep for changing. women? Yeah. Bodies keep changing. I don't know if society does. <laughs> I feel like society is still stuck in that women have to be a certain look, thin, beautiful, long flowing hair. The commercials you see are still the same to me. I mean, of course they've evolved a little bit, but it's still that you still look at magazine covers and the, you know, waiting in line in the grocery store and they still have the, the woman on it who is very thin gorgeous looking airbrushed and then all these commercials they have actually increased age on some of these commercials where the women are a little bit older that are starring in a lot of these makeup commercials and stuff but they're still gorgeous um i know for me especially getting up there in age and stuff and i look at these women on tv and they have no lines on their face and i'm like oh my god that like how do i get that do i like you you can't i mean but you i still look at that and think that's what i need to look like and i know it's impossible and i know i'm sure it's airbrushed on tv and i know in my head it's not mm-hmm. real but i still yeah. i still think like that's what People want me to look like, or not me, but women to look like. So, well, why do you think the ideal body image for women hasn't changed over the years? I don't know, because I feel like it has for men. And that's not necessarily the ideal, but I think they're focusing more on men's fitness nowadays. And men's, you see, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of commercials. And nowadays, you see a lot more commercials for men, like, moisturizer for their face how they're 
like hair. Yeah. Yeah. Bathing commercials. Yeah. I get pube trimmer and, and hair growth stuff and every other ad that pops up on my YouTube. That and stamps.com. That's like the Triforce of the uh, stamps.com. That's the Triforce of the internet ads right now. Okay. Growing up, I don't ever recall that on TV much. A man, a man on TV for looking good kind of thing. So I think now society, men have a, a harder, I think they're getting into where the women are now. I don't want to say anywhere near, but close to what society thinks a guy should look like too. Is there kind of creeping into that have to be chiseled look kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Kate, what's your experience with the ideal body image? Um, I think it's very similar to Anne's. I think, especially <clears throat> for women, that there's a lot of value put on just appearance, just in general. And that comes down to, you know, what your body shape is and then how you dress and how you make up your face and how you do your hair and all of that stuff. But ever since I was in my life, ever since I was a kid until still now, I feel like the pressure has continuously been to be thin, to be skinny. When I look at magazines, it's like lose 10 pounds in 10 days. It's often about weight loss and being skinny um, more than anything else. I don't disagree with you guys at all on the women's part hasn't changed. For me, it's, I mean, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak to it. But the parts that I have seen change, I think are just because I'm so engrossed in the fitness community that I see strong women now in advertisements for, you know, CrossFit gear or, you know, thick thigh jeans. And that's just because that's everything that shows up on my social media because that's everything I follow on social media. So my perception is not necessarily reality on that. I think it's one of the nice things about the future that we're living in is you can change their perception based on the reality because now I can click on different things and I can, you know, tell the algorithm as much as information we don't want to give them. I can tell them here, you know, here's what actually sells to me. And I think you guys are right that guys' body image just doesn't matter as much. And it's a little bit more fluid. I've seen a lot of guys, you know, guys from, I was going to say Pierce Morgan, but that's not it. Who played uh, James Bond back in the 90s? Uh, Pierce Brosnan. There you go. Not Pierce Morgan. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> but like Pierce Morgan, you know, to Brad Pitt, to The Rock, to also see guys sell stuff that are just funny. And you don't have to, you know, see Kevin James selling stuff when the King of Queens was at his height. And I think you guys are right. That woman's body image, at least from an advertisement point of view, stayed largely the same because it sells. I think that's the idea, right? And I don't think it necessarily just sells to guys. I think it's women that are perpetuating or buying these things of skinny women. Because, I mean, you guys say that we go down aisles at the grocery store and I see pictures of women or pictures of skinny women on the magazine covers. Those aren't guys that are buying those magazines. A lot of it's women. I come home, my wife buys them too, but that's the stuff that sells. And I think that's why, not to keep beating on a drum from a couple episodes ago, but I think that's, that's why women have a little bit tougher road to go up is because it's been a little bit more ingrained for a little bit longer for most of us. And I think to your point about guys being, we can now manscape a little bit more or self-care a little bit more. I think that's accepted, but I think also kind of, I think being rugged and there's big air quotes there. If you missed, I think that's also still accepted. So I, I think if anything, I think it's a little bit more liberating for guys. I think you can kind of go, either way or you can adopt the brawny man look which i have so eloquently done myself and you can be the you know the trimmed masculine man i have big air quotes on that i understand it's a podcast and nobody else can see that <laughs> uh, or 
or anywhere between or outside of that. And I think you can, I think for a guy, it's a lot more accepted. Now, with us being in the functional fitness CrossFit world, what do you guys notice about the ideal body image in CrossFit? I feel like it's really different. And that's, I mean, like you said, I feel like a lot of my world has become, become CrossFit, kind of. I don't watch a lot of TV, but a lot of my social media has a CrossFit influence. So that's a lot of what I see. And it's very different from like streamlined standard society. And that I think that there's a lot more when it comes to women, there's a lot more encouragement and power behind like being strong and being your own person, whatever that looks like and focusing on your strengths, whatever those might be. Obviously there's a lot of women in the CrossFit world to have different strengths, whether you're like an endurance athlete or a gymnastics athlete, or just like a weightlifter, or those are your, like the things that you dial into more. I think it's all accepted and celebrated. So I think that that's one of the things I love. Yeah, I guess still, I I think it's, I can agree with seeing that. And what's your take on the uh, CrossFit ideal body image? Like April said, there's different bodies in CrossFit. Now, if you look at the professional CrossFit athletes, they're all muscle and like zero body fat. And that's accepted, which is great in this world of CrossFit. But then you step outside of the ideal body image and that is looked at like, oh my God. And there's even people that come in to do CrossFit and they specifically do not want that body type. And of mm-hmm. course we tell them that that's super hard to reach anyway. Yeah, like like April said, it's all this different body types. And so there isn't really an ideal in CrossFit. It's more what you can do with your body, which I like, just like April said, because it takes us out of that society's mindset. We don't all fit into a mold. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's great. And it's almost like you get that special time at the gym where you can let loose and then but then you go home sometimes. This is, happens to me. And then I kind of look at the TV or other people and I'm like, okay, there it is yeah. again. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a little bubble almost that I find. Yeah, yeah I feel I can, like a badass for an hour and then. Yeah. Like, like you're okay. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> same girl saying. No, I yeah. think that's one of the cool things about our sport and our profession, which I think is important for people to know is kind of the idea of the reason we started this podcast is because, I mean, the play on words that we're doing is off another podcast called Talking Elite Fitness. So a lot of us came from or idolized these gods and goddesses that are CrossFit Games athletes that look like chiseled warriors from ancient Rome. And realistically, that's not realistic because that's not what we're going for. So CrossFit, the sport and CrossFit, the training program are incredibly different things. They look very similar on paper, but their papers, you know, five times thicker than what ours is. They get to do a lot more. I've seen the CrossFit professional body image change a lot over the past 10 years because back in the day, I sound like an old geezer who watched CrossFit, but I was. It was non-CrossFit athletes coming into the CrossFit space because that's all there could be. CrossFit hadn't been around long enough to have CrossFit athletes who have done it for their entire lives. And now what's cool is you now you have these really young CrossFit athletes who are very unassuming. You used to have very, you know, the big guys could do big things. Like they could lift big weights. And you knew the little guy could do little things, but there wasn't a whole lot of crossover. And now you get these younger guys, 20 four years old 
and maybe he looks like a little guy and you're like, Oh, okay. I guess he's going to be good at gymnastics and sure as heck he is because he's a CrossFit games athlete. He can also clean 365. And that was unheard of. It was insane back in the day for a big guy. So the bodies, bodies are changing and adapting. But I think since there's been such a prolonged importance, not on the aesthetic part of it, but on the performance part of it, now we're starting to get into the more of what can my body do? And there's value in that than just how my body looks. Because as we all have heard, that fades eventually. For sure. For sure. Speaking of body looks, I think one of the most common body image issues that I think affects a lot more people than what we typically think does, I think we get this kind of this big idea of it, but there's definitely a little bit more acute parts of it is body dysmorphia. So for those people who maybe are listening who don't know what body dysmorphia is, it's basically just a, a different perception of the reality of what your body may be. You look in the mirror and you see something, that isn't necessarily true. Have you guys ever had, you guys think you have any kind of experience with that? Well, of course, like you just explained, like in my head, I don't think that I do, but I definitely have had experiences where I think something about my body and someone else will tell me something comp- like very different. So I guess that means maybe I do. And how do you take- <laughs> or, or I have friends who are liars. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're like me, I'm surrounded by a room full of liars. And how about you? Yeah, I mean, I've always had body issues. I've always thought of myself as bigger. I cannot take a compliment, especially about my body, because I, I just have never had a super good relationship with it, maybe. I guess I, it's always been a struggle for me. So, I mean, I've gotten, obviously I'm more healthy now than I have been in the past. I feel like I'm at my healthiest, not, not, not this month, but at this Before time. the Costco size bag of Doritos. Yeah. And because I didn't know you more than five years ago, I just wonder, has your body changed a lot over your life or is it, has it been pretty consistent? I think I was bigger in high school and then I got to college. What do you mean bigger? Because this was a part I was going to hit on a couple episodes ago when you called yourself a big girl. And I was going to say something, but you were on a good roll. And by the time you got off it, we were too far. There was something I wanted to bring up, but what do you consider yourself being a big girl? I was bigger. Uh, I was bigger than I am now. I was, I don't know what I weighed in high school because I never got on the scale, but I wasn't, I was very involved in sports, but I never did anything out. Just, I wouldn't go on a run. And I've, I just, I think I was overweight. No, I know I was overweight. And then when I, I guess, I don't know what's bigger. I wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't like, I could still move. I mean, I, I don't even know how to answer this to me for you guys. You're also staring at me. I was bigger. I was bigger. And then college, I lost some weight. Oh. And then at it pretty much stayed the same. I get at early twenties, I went up and down, but not huge. And then, then from like 25, 26 on it's been, I've been more toned now than before, but stuck around the same weight. Yeah. I just, I only ask because I also were like twins. I also consider myself a big girl And I think a lot of it, and that's kind of where some of the dysmorphia has come from, where I think I've had some because I see myself in a way that other people don't. And I think it comes from like my past. 
So also in high school and early college before I got really serious into rowing, I, I was also carrying a lot more weight, especially in high school. And I also was a tall girl. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Like I was tall and I, it's hard to describe, but I, you know, I was carrying much more weight. I mean, I was the center of my basketball team. I was legit called the big girl. So like, it just was ingrained in my head that I was a big girl. I think through college, I, I lost some weight and I'm like kind of stuck in that spot now, but I still in my head, because I grew up that way, mm-hmm. see myself at like my biggest and I see myself as a big girl. Would so. you say there's generally a negative connotation or a positive annotation when you hear the term big girl? I don't necessarily think of it as negative. It just puts me in a different category. I, I feel like I see myself in this category of a big yeah, girl. I Versus like, I, like I'm not back then in high school? skinny girl category. Yeah. In high, to answer that question for April for me, um, <laughs> back then in high school, if you called me the big girl, oh my God, I would have been like, Start flying. embarrassed like oh my god I'm like devastated now I've just I've I've learned to accept where I'm at and I will never be a size you know four six um I and think I'll never I be, over all those sizes yeah and I'll never be less than 150 pounds which I can't even remember when I was that so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to range from 150 to 160. I think, I think I was like 130 in like fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this part is just interesting so, because for a guy, it's really different. Yeah. Like when you guys, like if anybody called me a big guy. You'd be like, not, yes. That's not a terrible thing at all. Yeah. And you guys talk about weight and sports. And I did know my weight pretty much the entire time I was in sports, especially my senior year. I knew I, my junior year of track, so my junior year, especially, I was 220 at one point, and I dropped down to 180, 175 for for track. So between, so I had surgery, and I think August, I got I could start walking in in December, and then from December to I think we started training again in like late February, early March, I got down to 180, 45, not that. Not the healthy way. That is a definitely a different conversation. But but there was actually a – I'd gotten good compliments from my football coaches about the things we were going to do next year because you're 225 pounds or whatever. I got the, I got the uh, stretch marks to prove it. But I'm wondering if for you guys, what kind of limitations that puts on you mentally, if you guys are associating yourself with a big girl, what does that – what kind of limitations does that put on you? Because for a guy – I can imagine be the opposite. If I was called small kid, or maybe if I did actually view myself as bigger, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, big guy?" You know, maybe that's how I'm always going to view myself. But as a big girl, or being called a big girl, I've got to imagine that comes with some kind of limitations. For sure. Like when it comes to CrossFit, because I consider myself a big girl, it means that I should be good at weightlifting and not good at gymnastics because I'm a big girl. So I feel and like that, that gets I, in my head. And is that kind of freeing? Is that kind of let you? I mean, it gives okay me like a focus, but I don't think it helps me be well-rounded because I'm putting myself in a category. Okay. And same question. Yeah. I mean, growing up from, if you could see me, like you said, like the last, when you did your podcast about yourself and how you always talked in front of everybody in high school, no way. 
I was great in my group that I knew, like of my friends, and I was funny and I was out there. But in like in class with, especially around boys, it was no. I was very quiet and because I was not confident at all. Yeah. And so now I just the the word big girl, like you said, does it put me in the category? No, not necessarily right now, but back then for sure. Yeah, but now. That that is what I like about our sport is now big girls and small girls, medium girls, and same yeah. with guys. Yeah, they're all in the same place. They have a common goal, even if we're going to approach different, you know, rows. The end, the end goal for everybody is still fitness. And my heart breaks for every girl that's heard big girl and has to deal with this, you know, going on. I think anybody else who is listening to this might have the same thought that I have, and I've worked out close to you, both of you guys, for four plus years now. And I never would have put you guys in that category mentally myself. Like, and you said a couple episodes ago where you called yourself a big girl. And that was probably to me, one of the most shocking things I've heard <laughs> minus being a bad girl, which is my favorite thing <laughs> I think I've ever heard. But like when you called yourself a big girl, that was jarring to me. I was like, big girl, where does she get this idea from? And ape, yeah, same thing. I, I still think I am. Charlie, yeah. it's, your two, it's your two best friends, the big girl and the bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> rounding out my charlie's angels uh but no but it's just it's heartbreaking you guys have had this experience and there could even be some kind of lingering effect where you guys feel like you're maybe put in a box or put in a category that this could be this way and we kind of talk about this in the pre-call for people who don't know how podcasting life works we talk a little bit about the topics beforehand and then we always kind of shush each other because we want to bring it you know have the real talk on the episode not before the episode but Abe I can't speak for you because you've never popped the top or taken the shirt off during the workout but I know that I've heard Ann say something like oh I feel like my sides are spilling out over my shorts or whatever you know we've all said it I'm like oh yeah you know it's Thanksgiving or whatever it all happens to us and we'll be doing a workout and pops the top and like I'll like laugh to myself I'm like what is this woman talking about like she is 40 years old, and there's 40-year-old people, 20-year-old people don't look like this. It doesn't exist. It looks like somebody, it looks like both you guys. It looks like somebody peeled open like an action figure pack and plucked you out and like put you on the rings. (laughs) Okay, okay. But yeah, okay. And that was what I was expecting you to do, but that's, but that's, it can, but that's just how differently we can see. And I'll reserve my own stories because I have the same as you guys, I'm sure. I think I look a certain way. I've told you guys, oh, I feel whatever today. And I've gotten me, oh, you're so full of shit. You, you look fine or whatever. But I, I think everybody has some form of body dysmorphia. But how do we, you know, this is, well, one thing that I think affects everybody. And I think there is very different degrees of it. Mm-hmm. I think talking about it's a, a big help for people. You know, how, how you see yourselves. But how do you think we as coaches can kind of help get people past these body images or maybe even just feel better or differently about their body? I would say for sure, continuing, like I mentioned in the CrossFit community, my experience, I think celebrating bodies that are just outside of that societal mold, like all, all bodies are, they all have awesome capabilities and they're all different. So we all kind of have different strengths. And I think helping people see what their body can do and what strengths they have helps people like their bodies more. I agree. I 
that's why I think I've loved this community so much is it gives you a lot of confidence in your body to be able to come into this place and kind of see what your body can do. And I, like I said before, like this, I feel safe. I feel safer in cross in a gym, like wearing a tank top when I'm out in like walking around. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to like, I'll put on a tank top and I'll look at myself and I'll think, Oh God, like I can't, I don't want to go out of out. Like I'll put a t-shirt on. Because your tank top I, has a hoodie on it. Unless my tank top has a hoodie on it. I just don't like, I feel like people are going to look at me. Because you're jacked? Or because... No, I feel, I feel like, like my arm... No, I, I put on a tank top sometimes. And in the gym, when I come in with my like a workout gear on, I'm, I feel very confident. When I'm outside of the gym, I don't. I feel like people are staring, like, I'm not saying I'm jacked at all, but I have like my, I have very wide shoulders and, and I don't know. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'll pick up and run want, with it from here. I don't I'll help you out on this because I've been on the receiving end or, or I've been there and we've talked about this a lot. And again, my, my heart breaks for somebody who's not allowed to feel good about quality attributes about their bodies. We've talked about how your arms can make you feel sometimes where I think they're absolutely fantastic. And we've been there in classes where like, you know, just get done working out and somebody will come up and like, man, your arms are jacked. Or, like We just talked about like being self-conscious about your so that weird break in the interview means that for some reason the rest of the interview did not record and I get to talk about it afterwards by myself. The gist of the story and what we were getting to was uh, that Anna and myself have been on receiving ends of her getting compliments about body parts that she personally doesn't feel like are quality attributes about herself when a lot of other people do. And I think that is the just point of this topic is body image and how you may or may not feel that what you have can be something that you can offer other people. What your body is or isn't is really, is honestly, is so purely objective. And what I think is the most important part about this interview is functionality of your body is the most important thing that you can do for your body going forward. Not just what you think objectively is because we covered it on earlier in the episode that it can fade and it is photoshopped and it is not real and it doesn't really benefit anybody versus what you, you may not even feel like you look like the norms, but what you can do, you're absolutely superhuman. And I feel like that with Absolutely, my wife and Anne and April and many other of the other women and many of the other men in our gym. And I'm so proud of how many people that we know have adapted CrossFit or adapted functional fitness to their lifestyles because I know how important that is. It is not so much about how you look. While it is certainly still important how you feel about your body and if you feel sexy, that is definitely a functionality and that is a good thing, but how your body moves, that is the most important thing. 
So we definitely skipped over about 15 minutes worth of what I think was absolutely fantastic content. And I, and I apologize for you guys to miss that, but the internet and the systems are what they are. It is what it is. And I apologize for you guys missing on that, but please do love your bodies, get them moving and appreciate what they can do as well as secondarily what they may look like. And please do know that body dysmorphia is a real thing. If you feel like what you are experiencing in your body may or may not be reality from what other people are telling you, do please tell your therapist, please do tell a coach, a friend or a family support that can help you. And please, as always, if you guys are liking these episodes, I know it's a quick transition. If you guys are liking these episodes, please do like, subscribe, and share these with other people, especially this episode. I feel like this can with the body image, body dysmorphia, and how CrossFit can help or functional fitness can help people. I think this is one of the more one of the more important episodes that we've done. Especially you guys can tell I'm not really editing this last part. Please do share this with other people. Uh, and if nobody's told you lately, stay frosty. <laughs>